And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing the large logic segment number one. Only one hiccup so far. That wasn't too bad. On this day in 2001, I got a call from a kid I used to have and said, a small plane just crashed into a building in New York. And there was precedent for that, historical precedent. In July of 1945, a Mitchell B-25 bomber hit the Empire State Building at about the 75th floor Hmm. in the fog of July of 1945. And I I thought of that for some reason because I remember seeing the Life magazine photos of it, and I remember the old newsreel footage of it. Well, as we all know, this didn't turn out to be a small private plane that crashed into the World Trade Center. Uh, We were scrambling on the air that day. There was no podcasting. There was no live streaming. It was all terrestrial radio, and I believe we have uh, reviewed some audio of what we were doing that day on the AM band. Is that correct? It is. Uh, You tell me when you're ready to play that. People might find it interesting that 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 had to happen in real time as we went. And I'll tell you a little inside story. Okay. We had to to persuade our superiors (laughs) to let us go on the air. They wanted to. Uh, they wanted to go uh, with only network coverage, and we thought, well, this is a an event that's impacting Minnesota as much as it is New York or Arizona right. or Florida. Uh, and it turns out, of course, that Tom Bennett. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Tom Burnett, the guy from Bloomington, was one of the uh, four guys. Tom Burnett, uh, Mark Bingham, Todd Beamer, and Jeremy Glick, who helped prevent United 93 from fulfilling its mission, was, which was to ultimately get to the White House. And they uh, they charged the cockpit, and that plane went down in a field in Pennsylvania. You mm-hmm. recall that? Yes. In any event, we were allowed to go on the air. Uh, I have not heard this uh, in review for 17 years. So this will be as educational for me as it is for you guys. Today, our fellow citizens... Our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. We're back. This is Joe Souchere, Garage Logic. Although, of course, uh, today we're uh, focused on the national coverage of what happened this morning. The pictures of airplanes flying into buildings have filled us with disbelief, terrible sadness, and a quiet, unyielding anger. And we're going to stay with this uh, local coverage. We've been talking here and uh, uh, have made the decision to try and bring ourselves back onto the air in a more normal fashion. These acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat. 
I can assure you, however, that our first responsibility is stay alerted to the national news. But they have failed. Our country is strong. A great people has been moved to defend a great nation. I got a call at 8 o'clock this morning from one of the kids I used to have who said, why don't you turn on CNN? A plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. Both of us thinking at the time it was a commercial air accident. Mm -hmm. And like everyone else in the country, the longer I watched, the more I realized I was witnessing for the first time in my life this country under attack, uh, far more so than in 1993 when there was a, an attempt to bring down the World Trade Center in New York. This was clearly an attack on the United States. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. And uh, if they'll take 52-year-old guys with arthritis and a bad eye, sign me up. You're ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, if you find these guys, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I, don't th I think the anger that people have is indescribable. I know it is for me. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world, and no one will keep that light from shining. Uh, I would imagine all federal buildings are going to remain closed. All commercial air travel will remain locked down until noon tomorrow. Today our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature, and we responded with the best of America. Voting continues to take place. Primaries are underway in both Minneapolis and St. Paul, other areas of Minnesota. The polls will remain open, which is about as fitting a symbolic gesture as you could develop for a day when uh, absolutely without question, the very uh, freedoms that represent this country have been well attacked uh, by people who hate us. Our military is powerful and it's prepared. The search is underway for those who are behind these evil acts. There's no other way to say it. And I hope that, uh, and I, I don't even have a doubt that this country uh, w will rally. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. Prior to a band of brothers making its debut Sunday night, Stephen Ambrose, the author, was asked, do you think the current generation could perform a D-Day? We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. Join with all those who want peace and security in the world, and we stand together to win the war against terrorism. And I've always had my doubts, and we've joked about it, but I think he gave the correct answer. Yes, of course it could. I don't know anyone, I don't know anyone who cannot be extraordinarily angered by the lives of innocent Americans being taken. They stole our airplanes. They crashed into two of our most notable buildings. Then they stole another airplane and they crashed into our Pentagon. Find me somebody who, who thinks this is something that we shouldn't avenge. Tonight I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve, for the children whose worlds have been shattered, for all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened. And I pray they will be comforted by a power greater than any of us, spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. 
This is a day when all Americans from every walk of life unite in our resolve for justice and peace. America has stood down any enemies before, and we will do so this time. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. Thank you. Good night. And God bless America. You're listening to Garage Logic. We'll be back in a moment. Commencing Garage Logic segment number two. You know, I've been trying to relate the uh, the events of September 11, 2001 to the mystery. And I'm having trouble for a couple of reasons. By the way, in 2001, September 11 was a Tuesday, just like today. I just looked that up. And the weather was extraordinarily perfect, just like today. It was perfect all over the country. The weather isn't perfect all over the country today. The Carolinas are about to get slammed with a uh, significant hurricane. But I've been trying to relate 9-11 to the mystery, and I can't. Because if we all look back, what was the one uh, dynamic that sprang out of people? We weren't divided. We were all Americans. We were not divided at all. Nope. Mm. We've become so divided in 17 years that... We can't wow. fathom it. That's quite an observation. You're right. It was, you had Dems and Repubs, but it wasn't like this. This is horrendous. And in GL, the uh, the phraseology began that we're all in. Are you in? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Meaning meaning we were going to be vigilant on airplanes or or vigilant everywhere. We, we were all talking a good game, but I think we all meant it. Let's roll. Yeah, let's roll. That's uh, That would have been Tom Burnett, right? Mm-hmm. You know, do you, do you recall, I went back and did some reading. He was talking to his wife during the flight. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I just want to clarify one small point. We're always told not to use our cell phones on the plane. He must have thought just, what the hell? Well, he was instructed by the uh, hijackers, call your family, call your whoever you want, and 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 let them know that, uh, I don't know what message they wanted to get out, but they knew what the end was, but they were okay with people calling. Well, Barnett's wife, uh, Burnett's wife, told him about the attack on the buildings in New York. And then, of course, it dawned on them that, well, we're obviously on a suicide mission here. And that's when they took the plane down into the field rather than let these morons get it to, not they're not morons, evil people, get it to wherever it was going. It was Tom Burnett, Mark, yeah, Dina was his wife's name, Mark Bingham, Todd Beamer, and Jeremy Glick. But do you guys remember that night? That Tuesday night in 2001, I remember lines at the gas stations. What oh, did yeah. we What yeah. did we think? Because yeah. we thought this was going to result in an increase in oil. Uh, right. Was it the dividend? Was that what, what we were so frightened about? I don't in know. fact, there what were some places. I was living in St. Paul at the time, and I'm not going to name the gas station, but the gas station that was near my apartment did increase their gas prices that night. Hmm. And I don't know if that was a preemptive strike for what they assumed was to come. But I remember that happening that night. What I remember the most living in South Minneapolis is the uh, the absence of airplane noise from yes. 12 yeah. noon for about the next five days. It was just utterly silent mm. in South Minneapolis. But as darkness fell, we we saw shadows. We we were spooked. People were spooked as yeah. as night fell. People's un, the uncertainty was extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, now, as relating it to the mystery, the mystery, of course, is the attempt by Mysterians to bring about a country that is not the United States of America. And the mystery was underway 
in 2001. But you know what happened to it? It was definitely put on hold. Yeah. It was thwarted. It yeah. was stopped. We were all one people. All one. It was an amazing time. Yeah. But, but for how long did that last? Because I do remember that everybody was, all right, we're all getting together. What was there a run on? What product was there a run on? See if you can remember your knowledge. Boy. Don't tell me it was toilet paper. No. Batteries? No. 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 American flags. Oh, oh yes. Oh, of course. Couldn't get one. Oh, I searched high and low and found some, brought some for people here who could, couldn't find I remember one. you wrote about that. Yeah, you couldn't find a flag. And there was a flag, flag store on, uh, was it Como or over by Lake Como or by... Uh... I don't want to think it's going to take this again to thwart the mystery. I don't want another attack on our country to blunt the mystery. We have to blunt the mystery by pushing back. I don't know how, uh, I don't know how long the togetherness lasted in 2001. But it, it was palpable. Americans had no enemies. Right. Other than from outward. Together here in this country, we were all in. Wasn't it within a week or two that we started uh, arguing again because of um, President Bush's reaction? Remember, he was in a school in Florida. Right. And they criticized him for that. And then they criticized him for not getting to ground zero quick enough. He got there well, pretty quick. He was there when there was still smoke. There right. was still smoke coming out of the rubble. I was in England. We had to go to England in October of 2001. And coming back, uh, landed in Newark. And you could see the you could see the illuminated work site across the uh, across the river. Mm. It was just it remained a very eerie sight. And then a couple of years after that, I was at Ground Zero and went to the small church that had become the headquarters. Miraculously, a small ancient church across the street from the trade center did not catch on fire or get destroyed. It became it became the uh, mash unit for firefighters and cops right. to get food and and. Uh, wasn't that one of the first buildings in, on uh, the island? I think it was. Reeves, look that up for me, please. A couple of hundred years old. Director of social yep. media. What What's the name of that church? If, if you ever visit that uh, uh, Manhattan, that part of Manhattan, you've got to go in that church. It's become a It's become a shrine or a museum to this uh, to this whole event. Uh, so I'm going. Saint to, Paul's Chapel of Trinity Church. I think so. Yes. Well, what's it say? It. What's it it's say the, about? It's literally the closest one to the World yeah. Trade Center site. The uh, mm. I'm not going to attempt to link the mystery to 2001. I'm sorry. St. Nicholas National Shrine at the World Trade Center, would that be since they have renamed it then? Because you said you could go in there and... No, I think it's St. Paul's. Okay. Well, an, an ancient church that withstood everything. It was across the street. No, it's the St. Nicholas. It is? I'm looking at a map. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we're fact-based. I'm looking at a map. Yeah. So, yeah. Fact-based. Has anybody been there to see the memorial? I saw it last year or a year before when it was. No, I have not. I haven't seen the memorial. I've just been to that church, which at the time was a memorial. The memorial is... You're uh, talking about the formerly constructed memorial. The current one, if you go there right now, what you see, yeah. and to see all the names, and they've had... Uh, they put flags up. I can't imagine being there today, and I don't know that I would go there today just because wouldn't you think it would be family time? Be respectful to those yeah. that are there. Yeah. To, yeah. You know, maybe the no, 12th you know, the No, I'll tell you how far we've drifted. People are there telling, taking selfies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> laughing and smiling and taking selfies in front of the, uh, in front of the memorial. Yeah, man, man, human, 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 human uh, not only have lost sight of nature, have lost sight of uh, civility and decorum. It's only been 17 years.
And we are now more divided than ever before, maybe in the history of the country. All with the exception, I suppose, of the Civil War. That was a pretty good division. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, when you had a little war a going on, that, that might have been yeah, a division. Quality divide. That. You think so? God, well, what does that mean for the future? We're not. We're, are we ever? Is it going to take something like that? I just we said ever? I don't want. I don't want this to happen again to bring us together. I don't either. And if we go fight the bad guys, we have been for seventeen years. Right. It, 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 there's really no end to it. But also, there. That's not going to bring the euphorians and the uh, the righties back together. Kenny, what are you doing with that device in your right hand? We have. <laughs> um, we usually have a satellite link to cameras in Manhattan. There's oh. usually two shots. Oh. And I'm trying to find that channel. Usually they show Times Square and some other scene, and I'd love to find that right now. So that's what I'm looking for with no luck. <clears throat> Shortly after September 11, the oldest kid I used to have, and their newly minted son, mm-hmm. <laughs> moved to London. That's when that kid became, remember, the King of England? Yes. <laughs> and, I do and, remember you writing about that. He's the King of England, and... I can't tell you the terror I had that uh, I that, that that kid was in a separate country. It was just uh, well, especially very being in London, very in difficult. London, where hello. Well, since then the mystery has developed its legs, hasn't it? Uh, it really has, off and running. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and I've got I've got some stuff on the mystery today. And that uh, that young gentleman, how uh, how tall is that kid that used to uh, reside in? About as tall as World Trade Center building. <laughs> yes, very, really very big kid. He's got the deep voice. I recently talked to the young man, and it, I didn't, it, I couldn't believe it sounded like that was him. I think John Height's going to have a little newscast operation for us when we come back. Commencing Garage Logic segment number three. Here's John Height in the Garage Logic. Daily Newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Uh, A couple quick sports things. Twins-Yankees tonight at Target Field. I mention that only because I'm going to the ball game. Attaboy. Uh, Twins appear. On your single season ticket? No, I haven't had that for several years. I I have some other tickets. Do press pass still work? (laughs) No. no, I I have some tickets, as I said. (laughs) You want to buy my press pass? (laughs) (laughs) The Twins will apparently go tonight by pitcher by committee again. Oh, my God, against the Yankees? Tyler Duffy will start, so he'll go as long as he can, I guess. And for our Golden Gophers, bad news. Senior running back Rodney Smith will miss the rest of the season. He has a torn left ACL that happened against Fresno State. Uh, P.J. Fleck, the coach, released this statement yesterday afternoon. I am devastated for Rodney, but I know he will keep his oar in the water and continue to move forward. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he'll, he'll continue to help roll? Yes, yeah, he'll, right. he'll still be rowing. All right. Um, and, you know, as long as you brought that up, um, sure. our guy Patrick um, tweeted out 16 minutes ago, well, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> two days. Shocking. It took two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> News notes from today, 9-11 remembrances all across the U.S. today, 17 years after those terrorist attacks on the U.S. The President and First Lady Melania Trump joined an observance at the September 11th Memorial in a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where a new Tower of Voices was dedicated this past Saturday. Vice President Pence attending a ceremony at the Pentagon. Nearly 3,000 people died in those attacks on 9-11. Do you think Royce would like to join me up at the farm? I could put him to work. Oh, <laughs> please do and take video. Put him on that zero-turn uh, mower and let him oh, bounce around. Wee! He has zero neck. <laughs> Zero. 
your lawn would have weird designs <laughs> oh, yeah. all over it. What if you cut like a giant middle finger in your lawn? I am driving it to town. <laughs> and he'd leave the blades going on the gravel right. road. So there'd be a huge <laughs> just just rock I'm going everywhere. to find somewhere with a TV. <laughs> a 48-year-old hiker from Minnesota was injured in a bear encounter in northern Wyoming. Park County Sheriff's Office spokesman Lance Mathis said Bradley D. Johnson of Plymouth received severe injuries to his arm, shoulder, and back when he encountered not one, but two bears on Sunday afternoon in the Beartooth Mountains near the Wyoming-Montana border. You think it might have occurred to him why the mountains are called the Beartooth? Uh, They're named after a peak that actually looks just like a bear tooth. That's right. The Powell Tribune reports medics had to hike in about a mile to reach Johnson. They carried him to their waiting helicopter. That took him to St. Vincent Hospital in Billings for treatment. Wyoming Game and Fish says Johnson had been backpacking with three friends, uh, three friends when he hiked out ahead and came upon two bears. Wildlife officials trying to figure out what kind of bears. Is it were common involved. to backpack in that area? Yes, it is. Oh, very it is. common. Oh. Uh, Such, have you uh, ridden the Beartooth Highway? I have not. On a motorcycle? I have not. That is uh, that's a must do if you're a two wheeler. Well, uh, I'm done being a two wheeler. You would love it. Mm-hmm. What if he did in like a 96 Ford Taurus? Is no, I'm cool? no longer willing to fall off a motorcycle. I'm willing to fall out of a British car. Yeah, one of those cars would also be a gas. Yeah. You'd have a lot of fun on yeah. the Beartooth. be a lot of oil all over the highway. but Well, I got one that's a pretty good one. <laughs> With mandatory evacuations already issued for parts of three East Coast states, millions of Americans are getting ready for what could become, according to the experts, one of the most catastrophic hurricanes to hit the eastern seaboard in decades. Winds up to 140 miles an hour. Category 4 storm Hurricane Florence is expected to strengthen, become Category 5 later on today. It's then forecast to close in on North and South Carolina on Thursday, hitting a stretch of coastline that's vulnerable to rising sea levels. South Carolina's governor ordered the state's entire coastline to be evacuated starting at noon today, predicted one million people would flee, and Virginia's governor ordered a mandatory evacuation for some residents of low-lying coastal areas, while some coastal counties in North Carolina have done the same. I have a question for you knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. That area was hit in 1954 by Hazel, Category 4, just as devastating as this thing. What's the major difference between today and 1954? Uh, More people live. Thank you. It's not climate change. You will will be told that. You will be told that. But... The problem today is this is such a catastrophe because so many more people now live there. Uh, do you think they need my help? No. I, got, I have free time. I've got a truck. you got a, the six-day weekend. got a dump uh, box trailer, a yeah. tractor, uh, half a dozen chainsaws. Oh, you're uh, damn right use, they could uh, use your help. Why don't I load up all my Take crap off. and yeah. get down Take there? Take Patrick with you. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, what a disaster <laughs> that would be. Say? I'm <laughs> bored. I'll bring a hatchet. We'll put a crabby coffee uh, <laughs> yes. shop sticker on the side of the truck, and, and off we go. go. Yeah. Oh, that would be a nightmare traveling with Patrick, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. In oh, the same car? Just be awful. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. He drove to Chicago one time with a kid who wouldn't shut up, and Pat's seat was stuck in the forward position because the ice scraper had gotten into the mechanism. (laughs) So he was pressed up against the steering wheel. (laughs) He couldn't. He he has no ability to fix that because it would have required him to look under the seat. And and the whole time the kid's yipping, and he was going about out of his mind. About out of his mind. Why am I smudging? Why am I smudging the windshield? (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
How would the ice scraper being lodged left in over the, from the previous winter? It probably just got, got stuck, stuck in the channel. Stuck in the got thing. Stuck in the, in there. Oh, the, the roller, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for a minute. I'll get about it as later. much knack as he does. Yeah, like calling right. it the, the roller. roller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mechanism. The slide. Pardon me. The, the slide. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> both these two are pretty bad. Pretty Reavers. bad. Yep. I'm, I'm a touch above. Uh, yeah, but compared to your brothers or your father, oh yeah, I'm a complete awful. lost cause. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Waiting for a Minnesota driver's license to arrive in the mail might get even longer. <laughs> How could it? The Minnesota Department of Vehicle Services is now making temporary licenses that yellow slip of paper you get valid for four months instead of the former two months. The change comes as the department gets ready for a smooth and efficient rollout. Their words. <laughs> Of real ID due next month. Internal memo that our uh, TV affiliate, well, I guess not ours anymore, is it? Let's say Five Eyewitness News reported. There you go. The memo from the DVS is already experiencing longer processing times for some licenses due to increased workloads leading up to the rollout. Starting last week, DVS offices began stamping the temporary license with a sticker that says it's valid for 120 days. Senator John Jasinski, who's the vice chair of the Transportation Committee, thinks this Terrible is a guy. Unfair inconvenience for Minnesota residents. DVS spokesman Bruce Gordon said in a statement that DVS is taking these measures to ensure any increased workload at the department, influx of customers, or other unforeseen circumstances do not inconvenience drivers or agents. That's our Bruce Gordon, Joe. Yeah. Yes, it is. I got used to uh, be employed here. Yeah. I have a family member who's uh, on week six waiting for a license to arrive. Wow. Yeah. Six weeks? Six weeks ago. Yeah. I have to renew mine this year, as does my wife, who's just going to have her birthday soon here. And we are both going to, uh, what is it, the, uh, not the elite one or whatever you can travel The real with. ID. Real right. ID. And I'm going to see yeah. how long it takes. Now, I thought we all had to get this. I we thought do. every, but it's only when we renew? I do not know for sure. I know that is going to be your next license yeah. that you need to update with. But there's two there's two separate ones that you can choose. One you can travel with, and one is just uh, the real ID. And I don't remember what the other one's called. I don't want to. Called. I want one. <laughs> All right. I, I don't want two. Well, no. I mean, I think you, you pick one or the other. You only get one. Yeah, there's you choose you one can or the choose other. From. So, but you just better wait about six weeks. And they've they've added a stamp that says this paper is good for sixty days instead My of thirty days. My license is good through twenty twenty one. So you you so what's that renewed mean? relatively. So recently. he's not going to get a real ID. So I, this isn't a real one, is it? I have a passport, so I'm not worried. I'll right. just use my passport. But, but you could go get one if you wanted right. one. Right, right. You could stop. You could, it. but you don't want I'm to. Not going could, to. But he doesn't want. I can, to. but exactly. I won't. So your paperwork is, as Kenny said, that now will be good for sixty days, forty days, uh, four for, months. Oh, four months. I see. Okay, it's now good for two months, and apparently they're going to change it so it's good for four months. Just in case. I love going to the liquor store and watching the guy with the paperwork yeah. fall out of his. That's pretty That's yeah. pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news for travelers up north. Uh, not up north, I guess. It's only in Elk River. Highway 169 has a bunch of traffic lights. Uh, they are going to get rid of all those traffic lights. If you travel that uh, area on 169, you know I've you have I've done it to, recently. Yeah, you have to stop frequently it's an absolute sometimes. nightmare mm-hmm. there on Friday evenings, Friday afternoons, yep. and then again on Sunday afternoons. Now, that'll all change. MnDOT will remove all five of the stoplights, turning 169 into a freeway. Uh, Debbie Ryberg with the Elk River Area Chamber of Commerce says that's going to make a lot of people in cabin country very, very happy. 
Uh, it isn't set to begin yet, but businesses in the area are already uh, talking about it. The city wants to make sure those businesses still flourish. MnDOT says the project will reduce travel delays by more than 1,000 hours per day, eliminate $1.7 million in crash costs annually, and make trips on the corridor but much more reliable. This is going to be a major undertaking because those are big, uh-huh. big intersections. So they're going to have to put in bridges and ramps, right? That's correct. So and the project the, itself is going to drag on for two years and drive oh, minimum. Longer than that. Make, 2025, they plan oh, to be done with everything oh, by 2025. Oh, So, uh, yeah. We'll be dead and gone by then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plan to be Kenny, but <laughs> well, if yeah. you do. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> wow. Uh, and uh, how do you know when your politics uh, is is tough? Well, when wait, the, wait, oh, hot, what, try that again. <laughs> let me try again. How do you know when politics is tough? How do you know? How do you know, John? When your minister goes after you in his sermon. That's oh. tough. Ooh. Ever happened to you, Such? Nope. A childhood <laughs> rabbi to Stephen Miller, special advisor to President Trump, and a key architect of his zero-tolerance immigration policies, criticized his former charge as a purveyor <laughs> of negativity, violence, malice, wow. and brutality. Who had learned nothing, he said, from his Jewish spiritual education. We actually have audio, John, of, of, the the, of what happened. These are all bad. Please <laughs> stop this at this time so we may be a better uh, person. Thank you, Rabbi. Thank yes, you, Rabbi. this uh, it, it goes um, understood. <laughs> now, Apparently not to all people, though, right? There are a select few. Oh. This we can oh. uh, we can turn this Titanic around. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. This is a it was a large boat that did not make it across the uh, the drink. Huh. More mystery coming up. Commencing garage logic segment number four. Let's visit the mystery, shall we? The mystery being the effort to. Bring about a different country than the one we currently know and have known. There's a problem in Minneapolis that shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. And that is activists are calling for the elimination of transit police and fares on public transit. That really shouldn't surprise anybody. You could make the argument that the minute light rail went into service, it became another entitlement. And I bet there are more people who ride it that don't pay than pay. That's why I always demand that somebody look at my ticket. (laughs) Somebody please look at my ticket. I took the trouble to figure out the machine to buy one. Check me out. Right. Activists uh, yesterday, Monday, called for several changes with the Metro Transit Police Force weeks after a Minneapolis woman was handcuffed and wrestled to the ground by officers in an incident that was shared on what? Social Social media. media. Yep. Kenya Chandler, who is black, was arrested August 21, prompting activists to complain that non-white transit passengers are more frequently harassed by Metro Transit Police, particularly during fare checks on light rail lines. B as in B, S as in S. B as in B, S as in S. I was actually checked once on the way to a sporting event downtown and... I'm an old, pudgy, middle-aged white guy. (laughs) Metro Transit has no interest in the safety of people of color, said Henry Pan of the Twin Cities Transit Riders Union, an advocacy group. I didn't know we had such a thing. I didn't either. Police have no place on public transit. Well, that's tantamount to saying police have no uh, place on public streets. Yeah, that's like saying we don't need police. 
Three people attended a Metropolitan Council Transportation Committee meeting on Monday to voice their opinions about the conduct of transit police. Three people. What about the conduct of the citizen? Right. Where is your civic responsibility to uphold your unwritten civic contract to be polite, pay your fare, and shut up? And you're getting to that if you continue on this story. Because there was a reason why this lady uh, in question was Three. talked to. Right. Three people attended the council meeting. Three. <laughs> Three. To voice their opinions about the conduct of transit police. If three people attended, how come this got such a big story in the enemy paper? I was just wondering why we did what. There's got to be 12 paragraphs there. Oh, this is a 15-inch story. Uh, they called the they called for the Met Council to abolish the Metro Transit Police Force, fire the officer involved in Chandler's case, have non-law enforcement employees conduct fare checks, and eliminate fares altogether. No one on the committee commented. All right. They were probably stunned. The controversy spurred activists to boycott Metro Transit on Aug 28. Black Lives Matter Twin Cities also held a protest, briefly shutting down light rail in downtown Minneapolis. The transit agency said Monday the boycott had little effect. According to Metro Transit Police, Chandler engaged in a verbal altercation with a driver while aboard a bus in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, it must have been enough of a verbal confrontation for the driver to alert police. Yeah. And even though they're calling for this uh, boycott of police on uh, light rail, this went down on a bus. Right. Uh, the driver alerted police. Once Chandler got off the bus, Metro Transit Sergeant Tim Lawrence asked for her identification, but said she refused to hand it over after taking it out of her purse. The video shows Lawrence planning, I'm sorry, pinning Chandler's arms behind her back and pulling her to the ground as bystanders grew increasingly angry. A second unidentified officer appears to press a taser on Chandler's shoulder, but the police say the weapon was not discharged. Chandler was charged with disorderly conduct, a misdemeanor. The charge was later dropped. Janet Nye of Communities United Against Police Brutality said Monday that Lawrence's lack of judgment escalated the situation. So it was the copper who was said to have a lack of judgment. <laughs> ah, okay. That's just amazing. <laughs> just doing his job. <laughs> Let me stop right here. That's amazing to me. You have a mayor in the capital city of the state of Minnesota who wants to forgive over $2 million in accumulated library late fees. And he is assigning his reason to excuse these late fees is uh, those are, uh, uh, in many cases, underprivileged people with a set of extracurricular circumstances that prevent them from, from paying their late fee. No, they stole stuff from the library that they had no intention of ever returning. And you are attempting to excuse people of the most basic civic responsibility, the first one they really face in life. You get a library card, you're, 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 you're reaching a contract with the library, you get the book back in time. It's is, a simple, simple, simple dynamic. Such isn't there anybody in that office underneath him, somebody working for him that says, uh, hey, uh, Mayor, uh, and then says exactly what you just said. Isn't there anybody in his office telling him, you're being dumb? You know what my sad answer is? Hmm. No, there isn't. They're all just sycophants they're, they're, sucking up to him and saying, that's a great idea, Mayor. It's just... But can you see how that mentality bleeds Wait, into the yeah. idea that you now have transit activists who think there should be no fares? We should just be able to hop on. I haven't had to pay for my damn library book. Why should I pay for a ride on a train? Where's the where's the normal sense of civic responsibility? 
But the copper in this case is said to have handled it with bad judgment. All right. Metro Transit spokesman Howie Padilla said that Lawrence, an officer of the year in 2017, remains on duty, although the incident is under investigation. Fair checks on the green and blue lines are dictated by police procedure and are conducted equitably. I believe that. I've seen that. I've ridden on the train when they have checked. And every time I've had my ticket. I've had my ticket every time. Because I hold mine up. like Cheap insurance. I just hold it up. (laughs) Yeah. When back when I was doing traffic, me, um, the uh, Metro Transit police—they're the first people that I stopped listening to on the scanner because it was 100% nonstop drama, where these cops were just dispatched from one incident to the next, all morning, all afternoon. When you say long. incident, are you saying everything from people acting up, people going crazy, people being drunk, people urinating? Uh, people passed out. It's everything. And then, of course, non, non-payment. non Sure. You know, and it's everything. And it's nonstop. They're right, I guarantee you right now there's five units going five different ways to cover five different instances. Well, what's funny, too, is I'll be on the train once in a while. And when you know someone doesn't have a ticket, when they see patrol get on the car, they yeah. just get off. Yeah. And Thank they're you. not checked. Hey, right. I'm done with the ride. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is my stuff. Get this. Janet and I, the, uh, she's of Communities Against Police Brutality. Well, who isn't? I guess I'm in that community, right. too. Uh, I'm just not going to sit in on a protest. Right. She said she hoped that in the future, law enforcement has more important things to do than policing people's language. No, that, that's, that doesn't appear to be what the case was here. A driver must have felt so unduly harassed by this woman, and I, we don't know the reason why, that he felt the need to call the coppers. Do you realize there's a shortage of bus drivers? Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. There. They don't want to put up with this. No. But where is the acknowledgement on the part of an activist community? Would you please, Foghorn, uh, community, please? That's not a word that we're not allowed to say on Garage Logic. Can we use the Foghorn? In Gumption The whole County. thing makes my <laughs> skin <laughs> crawl. We the Gumption do. County, we can do that. Nye said she hoped that in the future, law enforcement has more important things to do than policing people's language. Well, first of all, lady... Uh, you never would have had the cops called on you if you spoke like a, like an adult, and and you spoke civilly and and responsibly. We don't know what your contumely was with this bus driver, but uh, sounds to me like the copper might have even shown some restraint in he this did. case. <laughs> That's just it. He did. He didn't taser. Oh my goodness. And that the charge has been dropped. No harm, no foul, I guess. But there's just another case of a citizen getting away with just foul, I would imagine, profanity and uh, uh, all kinds but of the your Metro, mother wears army boots. The, the, and, Met, uh, <laughs> the Met Council, you have to kind of, as much as I hate to admit it, doff your hat to them for not reacting or not saying anything and, and you know, kind of. Just letting this slip away. When 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 the yeah, overflow when, crowd of three protesters three showed up, came in there and they just <laughs> sat there and let them get it off their chest, and then went about their business. You and know? if this guy says there shouldn't be police on transit, then he's saying there shouldn't be police. There's nothing more public than this billion-dollar light rail boondoggle that goes through the heart of both cities. And uh, the the youth of America that hop on this line and uh, intimidate uh, regular riders. That should be another reason that these officers hop on the train just to make sure everybody's behaving. I've never, I've only taken it six times in my life, but I've never once seen a, a transit officer on the train. I see them on platforms, but I've never seen one on a train. I have several times. And you really don't want, the time you really don't want to uh, not buy a ticket is when you're going to a concert. 
because they corral you and you have to show your ticket to the transit officer as you head into Target Field. Wouldn't you think with today's technology, there should be some way to ensure that everybody who gets on a train or a bus pays? Does it, isn't there some well, That's technology? what they do in New York. You, you can't, unless you want to hop over the subway and you might get caught. You go but, through the turnstile. Right. You've got to hop over it, though. Uh, but everybody has, there's no, you have to make a, a sincere effort to not pay. Here you don't. There's no effort not to. What pay. I see, and it's I'm, an entitlement program. I'm, right. I'm sure you've seen this before, Joe. Waiting for your stoplight on Barry is you'll see a kid run by you full speed as the train's pulling up, yep. and he crosses against traffic and yep. gets through that maze, runs up the platform, hops on the train at the last second. That yeah, hasn't bought a ticket. I'm assuming that they have student passes, maybe. But don't you have to? But beep I don't it? know for sure. I thought you have to. No, you just pa- you run passes. right in if you've got this uh, student oh. pass. But the the attitude of we have we bear no responsibility to be civil and we bear no responsibility to pay is only exacerbated when you have positions in pe- uh, people in positions of power like Mayor Carter in St. Paul who want to excuse a child from even the most basic learning lesson in life and that is get your library card back in time where are we headed you got to pay a mortgage at some point right. you got to pay your rent you got to pay insurance you got to pay your car payment. Are they going to expect that to be forgiven? Just a minute. What was that famous line? I got to find it. Ask not no. what your country can do for you. No. <laughs> no. We will good. go to the moon. Right. We support your war right of That's terror. That's right here. Peggy Joseph. Peggy Joseph took her daughter out of school early Wednesday for this. Her emotions ran high following Obama's speech. It was the most memorable time of my life. I, I, it was a touching moment. Why? Because... I never thought this day would ever happen. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I help him, he's going to help me. So they're going to have to pay your mortgage. You have to have to buy gas for a car. It's amazing. And now, we shouldn't have fares to ride public transportation. I bet you want me to take a break, huh? Well, I just like listening to this music. Just this Johnny wrap Hyde? up music. Is this yeah. Johnny Hyde or Dylan Hyde? That's uh, that's Dylan soloing and me playing rhythm. You guys, I'm not done. I got to go another two segments at least. You can do that. Can we do that? Yeah, let's sure. let the music take us out. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Garage Logic podcast. Don't forget to rate it, Apple iTunes or Podcast One. Go to garagelogic.com. Don't forget to rate it. We'll talk to you next time.